0: Today on our podcast, we're addressing the significant conversations happening in the world today. I'm chatting with my general manager, Janice Norton, an all-around rock star about the urban farm's response to COVID-19. Janice, we've been educating people all over the world to empower them in their own resilience. Now, all of a sudden, everything we do is becoming so much more important. Welcome and thanks for joining me today. Are you ready to rock?
1: Absolutely, Greg. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So let's just jump in and and look at our past five years. We actually launched the podcast in November of 2015. And it's been amazing. The amount of people that have been listening and the inputs that we get. What's been your experience?
1: Well, it's been fun to watch this happen. I came in about, I don't know, eight months after you started and you already had a nice routine going. I have been here through most of the milestones and the celebrations of our amazing numbers that we're getting. And I've been really blessed to talk to some of your guests beforehand. And it's just, it's humbling to know what's happening out there and who's doing what out there.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's one of the really cool things about what we do is we get to talk to some of the coolest people, whether it's, you know, Joe, the backyard farmer or uh, Joe, the rock star, literally.
1: Right. I get to talk to our guests a day or so ahead of time. And that's a chance for me to kind of touch base and make sure first that our technology is working, but also to kind of, get a feel for what they're doing and what's happening in their world and maybe kind of prompt them a little bit to look for things that we'd want to talk about that's cool. I am so amazed by the amount of community and education and world-changing events that are happening out there.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm so humbled. (laughs) I am just amazingly humbled by some of the people that we've talked to.
0: Well, that is, and we're going to get to that in a little while, but that is definitely the case. We we get to talk to some amazing people. And, you know, I started this podcast to really get people educated about growing their own food because I am a firm believer that (laughs) everybody needs to know where their food comes from and how to grow their own, especially in times like today.
1: I'm one of your best pupils, apparently, because when I first met you, I had not grown even a houseplant successfully. But after working with you for the last five years, I am you know, confident to have all sorts of stuff growing in my yard.
0: Nice. So you've been inspired.
1: <laughs> Many times over. Yeah. Many so, times over.
0: So, so that's one of the big reasons that, that we do this podcast is inspire people off of the couch, out of jobs they hate, and out into the garden to get healthy. I've said for years that there are three things in our culture that cause 100% of the dis-ease, mm-hmm. and that's lack of nutrition in our food, environmental toxins, and stress. And I've blown this past so many doctors and nutritionists and all-around people that know, and everybody pretty much agrees with me that those are the things that are impacting our health, and what we can do about it is actually grow our own food.
1: I Agreed. I myself have noticed a big difference. You know, one of the things that you inspired me with the most when we first met, I was overwhelmed with this idea. I needed to change things in my life. And I knew that there was so many things that I was doing that could be changed or improved upon. And I didn't know where to start. And when you got up in front of the classroom, because I was one of your students at college, and you said take one step at a time, do one thing, get good at it, then move on to the next. My mind was blown with how simple that was, mm-hmm. but how impactfully easy it became to start changing things in what I was doing.
0: Well, and you know why I tell people that?
1: Because <laughs> it's smart.
0: Well, that, that too. <laughs> but the reason I tell people take one step at a time is if you go out in there, take 10 steps and you fail. You're not going to start again, but if you pick one simple thing, go out and do it and you're successful at it, that kind of drives you into a bigger conversation. Oh, how can we, you know, what can we do? How can we do more? How can I make bigger change?
1: Absolutely. You know, and now not only am I able to grow food for myself, for my family, I'm able to help teach other people how to do it because of what I've learned in just the past five years. That is an amazing transformation in my life about what there is to know and how easy it is to start growing and improving your knowledge of gardening and urban farming and orcharding and growing soil and so much more.
0: Yeah. When you brought up another great point there the the reason I do it is I'm a lifelong learner. I love to teach but I also love to learn. Mm-hmm. And every time I talk to somebody in fact I had an amazing experience on the phone this morning. We recorded Joel Karsten's, he's the straw bale guy, the straw bale garden guy. We recorded his presentation for our summit next week, the Edible Backyard Summit.
1: And I came
0: came out of that, first of all, I learned a bunch. And I am so dang inspired to go out and put in straw bale gardens.
1: (laughs) You know, we have friends in our community, our local community, that are Active gardeners, uh, master gardeners, my best friend, who has participated in helping us get our project for next week ready. And even though he's been gardening for quite some time, he came away with it with about 15 new ideas of things he wanted to try. Nice. So I love hearing this because mm-hmm. it's happening all around us.
0: Yeah. That's ediblebackyardsummit.com. We've been actually, interestingly enough, we've been planning this summit for about six months and it just happened to fall during a a very interesting time in our cultural timeline.
1: You know, the reality is right now, daily life is changing all over the world and we just need to be flexible. But one of the ways to be flexible, to be resilient, which is a word that we throw around a lot, Mm -hmm. is we have to be flexible. If we have knowledge, if we have education and we start trying things and we're flexible, we're going to be more resilient.
0: Well, that's what really what resilience is, is that flexibility. I like to explain resiliency as a rubber band. You know, you stretch it out and it stretches and then you snap it and it snaps back. That's what building resiliency into our culture looks like. And the place to look for that is inside of what I've been studying for almost 30 years called permaculture.
1: I'm a big fan of it now. Locally, we've been trying to promote permaculture education, and we're now getting into a stage where things were really exciting and lots of opportunities. But, you know, we're having to change our format a little bit since we're all going into a little bit of seclusion. And, you know, that's affecting our podcast, too. All of our energy that we're doing at the Urban Farm, we're having to reprioritize and move things around. And, you know, we've been doing our bi-weekly podcast for uh, more than a year now. Prior than that, it was from three times a week. We're starting to go weekly at the end of this month.
0: Yeah, not to worry if you're a new listener, we have over 550 episodes of the podcast. Yes, we are going to once a week. And yes, we have a lot of content that you can listen to. And a big part of the reason, quite honestly that we're going to once a week from twice a week is the cost. It costs us $158 per episode to put the podcast out. And so I am i have an invitation for you all out there. If you're listening and you can uh, help out a little bit, support our podcast. If you go to urbanfarmpodcast.org, you can find out the different ways to support us to keep this great content coming out. And, uh, you know, I would love at some point to be making, you know, bringing in enough money to at least pay for the podcast which we did not do last year. And once we get there, uh, you know, I'd love to go back to twice a week, but that's uh from a financial business perspective, especially with what's going on in the world today. I thought it was best that we move to one day a week and and so yeah.
1: Yeah, and focus on some of the other things we're doing. And that's one reason why our costs are there is that you and I have so much going on that we needed to bring in a couple of people to help do other stuff to make sure the podcast was happening. But, you know, what we're doing in everywhere else that we are doing with the Urban Farm, it's not something we want to give up. There's just some big things happening.
0: Right. Well, so for you, may it may not be something you want to give up. For me, it's something I can't give up. This is, uh, for for those of you that have heard this story, I'm going to apologize up front, but I, in 1974, I was in the eighth grade, I wrote a paper on how we were overfishing the oceans. I knew back then at the age of 14 or 15 that there was something significantly wrong with the way we were eating on the planet and the way we were treating the planet and we needed to do something about it. So this has been my lifelong mission to, you know, awaken people to a, a different, better, happier way. And that's what, you know, that's what the Urban Farm is, which started, I bought the Urban Farm in 1989. So I've been growing food here for over 30 years, right in the middle of Phoenix. And my Urban Farm Fruit Tree Program started in 1999. So we're uh, in our 20th year on that. And then uh, Urban Farm U, I think I started doing my first classes online in 2012, I'm going to guess, 2013. So, you know, we got a good long history. We also have a blog that goes way back with all kinds of content on it. So there's a lot of great information on, you know, in our network. And again, quite honestly, we just have to figure out how to get it paid for so that we can keep delivering it so that we can make the house payments. And so Janice can eat.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I do like to do that. (laughs) And, you know, your mission in life Was something that drew me into doing what into joining the urban farm because it went along really well with my mission. My mission is community. I have been driven by this concept of building a great big family community longer than I can realize. And I, you know, wake up in the morning with this idea of what can I do to help the people around me. It sounds kind of corny. But not at all. It is what drives me. So being part of what we are doing at the Urban Farm is it's not something I can give up. I gotta be honest. I can't.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Our podcasts have had some amazing people on them who were some of your favorites?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, most recently, David Holmgren. So for those of the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So for those of you that don't know me all that well, I have studied something called permaculture. I like to, uh, it's a permanent agriculture, permanent culture, and I've studied it for over 30 years. And when I discovered it 30 years ago, I, it was, for me, it was a coming home. It was like, Oh wow. There's actually something that, I can call the way I've thought my entire life. I always thought I was a little strange. And mm-hmm. the cool thing for me is, is that there were two founders of Permaculture, uh, Bill Mollison, who is no longer with us, and David Holmgren. And I, we got David Holmgren on the podcast this last fall. And normally what I do on a podcast is I just, you know, I, I direct it pretty good. And I'd like to wrap them up in about 30 to 40 minutes. Well, let me tell you. I let him just start talking, and an hour and 31 minutes later, we <laughs> concluded our chat. So, for me, that was I was I think that's the one that you mentioned earlier that I was a little giddy on, right?
1: Well, you know, in the background, I help gather all the data together for mm-hmm. your interviews, and you know, we do have a certain format, but a huge chunk of the podcast is just you chatting with somebody. So I was waiting for you to get off the conversation and come back and tell me how it went. And you didn't, and you didn't, and you didn't. (laughs) And I'm sitting here waiting going, oh my gosh, is there a problem? Mm -hmm. And when you called back to me and let me know that you were done, you were so jazzed about everything that happened in that interview. Mm -hmm. But it was too much. We could not do it as one episode. Yeah.
0: So there's David Holmgren for sure. You know, we've had John Jebbins on, we've had Ocean Robbins We've had Elliot Coleman. Who We've some... had
1: a lot of great people.
0: Yeah. Well, over 550 episodes at this point.
1: That's true. Well,
0: and one of our classics every month is our seed chat. We bring in Bill McDormand and do a, uh, a monthly seed chat, which has been going on for years. And that's in association with our Seed School Online course. And that is pretty amazing, too. He always brings some great content in.
1: Yeah. That man knows so much. Yeah. You know... We have gathered so many podcasts and being a little bit OCD, I like to put things into files and sorts and make things make sense. And so I started trying to categorize our topics and our podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first started doing that list, I think I had about 15 different topics, but then I had to add more and I had to add more. And I think we're up over 30 topics now of useful information, anything from building soil to all sorts of aspects of using seeds, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, growing food, sharing. I mean, that's a big thing with our community and various aspects of cooking. And there's so much more. I can't even tell you how exciting it is to make that list and see everything that is being discussed (laughs) on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm just looking through our most recent episodes. We had Jane Rabinowitz on her global seed work in Canada. That was an amazing episode. We've had, uh, for a second time, we had Melissa Norris on the podcast podcast from pioneering today. Is that her? Yeah. Pioneering today podcast. She was incredible.
1: You know, you run down a, a risk here. If you're going to start listing a few, you're going to want to have the whole list here. So be careful. There's just, it's too hard to yeah. isolate some of our best podcasts. Every yeah. time I'm asked what's our best podcast, I stammer.
0: Well, yeah, I there you go. Well, How many times have I called you and said, Oh my God, I just recorded the best <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs>
1: if I had a quarter for every time you said that, I'd probably could buy a car. Yeah, there you go. I'm just really excited about how this is morphed into other aspects of what we do at the urban farm. You know, we've invited some of our guests to do blog articles and that's really been, you know, fun too, you know, periodically interspersing of extra information. But our world has changed recently. And you had a what-if brainstorm about trying to get some of the information that we have out. And, you know, we just did a week of this. We just had a week of offering this solution.
0: And that is?
1: Well, we have to thank Taylor for helping set this up, but it is our daily gardening classes. You know, we just thought we need to get this information out. People need to be empowered. And we wanted to offer positive solutions. And after brainstorming for about half an hour, you know, the decision was to have a daily opportunity for somebody to come in and get some of the information that we've had from yourself and some of the other amazing uh, educators that have come across our system.
0: Yeah. And we're calling it our our gift to you. And really, honestly, I had to do it. This was a half to for me. So what we're doing at 5 p.m. Pacific on weekdays and at 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturday and Sunday, we're just getting, we're giving a free gardening class. It'll last an hour to an hour and a half. We'll have questions, Q&A sessions, you know, we're just putting it out there. And the cool thing for me is that this was, you know, we already had the infrastructure in place. And quite honestly, some of the classes you're going to be seeing are pre-recorded that we've done over the past five years that, We're just, that class was so good. We're just going to resurrect it, bring it to you, and then answer your questions about it. And for me, I've had multiple people email me and thank me for doing this. And, you know, it's, we have the infrastructure in place. We have the knowledge in place. It's the most important thing that we can be doing right now. So it was, for our team, it was an of course.
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of being flexible, we were giving these, we were setting up our infrastructure, we had everything ready to go, but you were getting requests to allow this to be available for people at different uh, time zones.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we... we've actually gotten a lot for, for those of you in... In uh, Europe and beyond, there will be replays. So we'll be replaying our class, our daily classes for two days after they play. So you can go back and watch them. So there is that. And there is the weekend classes. So you can attend live on the weekends. And we're looking to see what else our team has the energy to do at different times.
1: And our family of podcast guests who are experts in their area have been reaching out they oh, want yeah. to participate too. So mm-hmm. we're going to be adding to this. This week, we've had a you as a primary teacher, but it's not going to be just you. It's going to be a whole slew of people sharing information. Mm-hmm.
0: On Tuesday night, we had our Seed Saving Basics class with Bill McDormand. And then on Wednesday night, we our, did our Jump Start Your Spring Garden. That was me. Uh, and our longtime friend, Scott Murray, on Thursday night did his Victory Garden 2020 proposition. That is
1: inspiring. Yeah,
0: that is very inspiring. And then last night, Friday night, I did my Food System 3.0.
1: And today you are back with doing non-composting. So yeah, you're there a little bit, but you are the first one that was ready. I like what you're going to be teaching about non-composting because, you know, composting gets overwhelming for some people, but... It's really a lot easier if you kind of open your mind.
0: And when I talk about non-composting, I'm talking about the different things that you can do that actually have composting happen Mm -hmm. that isn't composting, that isn't traditional thermophilic composting. Let me put it to you that way.
1: You know, we live in Phoenix and thermophilic composting is not as easy as it sounds, even though we are in such high temperatures. Mm -hmm. But if you just open your mind to different options, you can still get what you want.
0: There you go. There you go. And then tomorrow we're doing a uh, Keeping Backyard Chickens course, course webinar. It won't be a course. It'll be, a you know, an hour-long webinar, 9 a.m. Pacific Sunday.
1: Right. And, you know, Kari is amazing, amazing, amazing. I love how much that woman knows and how willing she is to share it. So having... Her, the summit right after that just makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's our month of gardening classes. That's the beginning of our month of gardening classes and quite honestly, I'm going to bet that we're going to go at least 2 or 3 months of gardening classes every day just to get people, you know, get people in the loop and get them inspired. And if you want to know about that, go to iwanttogarden.com. And Janice mentioned our summit that's happening this week. The summit that we've been planning for several months is free for the week. You can listen to our daily three hours of gardening education, and that's available for 24 hours. And part of how we keep the lights on is that if you're interested, you can sign up and buy the Summit Package, which is our Complete Growing Food, the Basics course course that we've been giving online for about five years now. So
1: Yes, but the course has been updated with brand new worksheets oh gosh, yes. and resource collection And this is the one that uh, my Master Gardener friend has been so inspired by. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what kind of feedback we get on this summit.
0: Yeah, well, and not only is he inspired by it, but he's been helping us update the uh, content for it, the PDFs mm -hmm. and the content and the educational materials.
1: Yeah, but you didn't just do, I'm sorry, we didn't just do the summit around the Grow Food, the Basics typical Greg Peterson style, you said, what else can we do? What else can we add? What else can we put in this? And Taylor and I did our best. And wow, oh my gosh, you guys have surpassed expectations on this. Yeah,
0: wow. Our extra lineup for the summit next week, we have Joel Karsten on straw bale gardening. <laughs> And after recording that, oh my God, I am so dang inspired to go out and put in straw bale gardens. You can be harvesting food out of your straw bale garden in 45 to 60 days.
1: That's just amazing.
0: Starting with a couple of pounds of fertilizer and a straw bale, which is really cool. Go ahead.
1: I love how easy... And, and, you know, almost foolproof Joel makes it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really digging his class.
0: Cool. So yeah, that's on Monday. That's a uh, step-by-step class on how to do your own straw bale garden. On Tuesday, we'll have Emily Rocky. She's with Tanks Green Stuff. She's down in Tucson, Arizona. She's talking about building healthy soil. What is healthy soil made up of and how do you build it? On Wednesday, I'm going to be talking about wickedly smart water harvesting. So, you know, two of the key components for your garden is soil and water. And so making sure that we have healthy soil and plenty of water are two key components. And you know, Janice, how much I believe in healthy soil. So we actually had Elaine Ingham on our podcast a while back, and she's come back and giving us a webinar on the soil microbiome. So we get to get two doses of what it takes to make healthy soil. And then on Friday, we have Jason Johns. Uh, He's an author out of the UK with a really rich accent. It's really cool to talk to him. And he's talking about starting tomatoes.
1: The gateway drug to gardening for many people. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I love how these, all of these classes and topics are going to be helping us. The soil that we live and work around is so important and it doesn't take that much to change it one direction or another, but if we put our mind to it, we can make it better.
0: Big time. And that's, it's really up to us. So really what we want you to do is go out there and get in action. You know, definitely sign up for our Iwanttogarden.com lecture series on gardening classes. They're free. They're fun. You can get your questions answered and you can find out more at Iwanttogarden.com. And... Our summit is the Edible Backyard Summit. You can find out more about the Edible Backyard Summit at ediblebackyardsummit.com. And if you want to support our work, you can make a donation for our classes along the way. Not required, but we're putting it out there to help uh, keep moving our process forward here. And then if you wanted to buy the summit package, you could buy that summit package and get the whole Growing Food the Basics course, plus a whole lot more bonuses. So.
1: You know, Greg, we talked a little bit about supporting us. We are a small business and, you know, this is a tough time for small businesses. I wanted to say that small farms are not shutting down and they still have product. So maybe what I would recommend is for everyone to reach out and find a local CSA in their area and see what they can do to participate in supporting small businesses and farms so that they don't have to shut down, because we cannot lose them.
0: Yeah. Well, and really what we need to do is we need to activate the gardens in our yards. For sure, listen to the Victory Garden 2020 talk from Thursday night. You still can listen to it today, and that's going to give you some inspiration about where we need to go. We all need to be starting to grow food. It could be that in the next six months to two years, we're going to need to count on our community gardens and our gardens in our backyard. So plant your fruit trees, plant your perennial asparagus and plant your gardens.
1: Yeah. And know your community and know how much what we do now is going to make a difference in the future. Yeah, big time.
0: For those of you that may not know, my sweetie Heidi, longtime beloved partner is a yoga teacher and the yoga studios, most of the yoga studios in the country have been shut down. And so one of the things that we're going to do with Heidi is we're going to bring her in at the beginnings of our classes for about five minutes to talk a little bit about breathing, about staying grounded, about making sure that we get enough exercise and stretching. And so we're really excited about that. And over the past few days, Heidi and I have set up an in yoga studio so that we can actually start broadcasting yoga classes so we've got that coming down the pike too
1: you know that's what's amazing with our infrastructure at the urban farm locally we were doing classes we were doing tours we were doing events that were designed to inspire our individuals in our community to do stuff but because of the work that you've been doing for years and the infrastructure of webinars and podcasts that we've set up, we are transitioning and using this resource to keep our community empowered, inspired, healthy, grounded. And I love that we can do it. Yeah. I got to thank you. Thank you for being so dedicated to what you're doing.
0: Oh, you bet. And thank you for being such a great manager. So y'all <laughs> y'all need to know this. This is a great story. Janice was my stu- in one of my classes, so she was a student of mine at Arizona State University in 2014, maybe? I
1: think so. 2013,
0: 2014, and she came to me one day in class and wanted to do an internship with the Urban Farm, and I pretty much didn't have the energy to deal with it at the time, so I kind of blew it off, sorry, and she kept pestering me, and so I finally let her do a, an internship with us, or she let me, let her do an in- internship with us.
1: Let's I- be real. Yeah. I had to beg you. <laughs> I had to beg you, and you put me off and said, "Hey, why don't you just help me with one of my weekend events?" After I did one of your weekend events, I then was going to let go of that bone. Oh. I wanted to be part of it.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, what's happened over the past four or five years with Janice is that over time she takes on more responsibility and handles th- handles thing more and more things, and that's why we call her. I call her affectionately my manager. She she basically manages me now because I am a what if kind of guy. And the the joke on our team is, oh my gosh, what kind of what if is Greg going to come up with today? And they're all around what, what can we do? What can we do to transform our food system and transform the world around us in a better way? So I just really want to acknowledge you and thank you, Janice, for all that you bring to the table and all the fun that we get to have.
1: Thank you for giving me a medium to use my skills and make a difference in my community. And thank you for introducing me to so many (laughs) amazing people. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Any last thoughts?
1: I want everybody to stay healthy. I want them to stay grounded and look for the empowering moments in your life.
0: That's what's going to keep us happy. Uh You know, I was recently, I was at a coffee house, not real recently, it's been about two months ago, and I was standing in line, it was like 7.30 in the morning, and the barista, there were two baristas, one was helping the woman to the left of me, and the other one was helping me, and she said, "How?" my barista said, how are you doing? I said, oh my God, I'm doing so great, it's fantastic, and the woman in front of me looked at me and kind of scowled, and she said, what are you so happy about? And I said, well, when I get up in the morning, I have a choice. I can be happy or not. And for me, I found that choosing happiness works better. And honest to God, you know what she said, Janice? What? She said, just get over it. (laughs) And she scowled and walked away. Yeah, it's It's like, you know, some people are just that way. But we have a choice every single day. We have a choice. Choose happy. It's going to make you happier.
1: I agree. And Greg... I'm choosing the urban farm. Love it. I hope that our listeners can join us for the upcoming week. The summit is going to be mind blowingly amazing. And then stay with us for the daily classes that we offer. I just think that it's gonna be it's gonna be what we need to stay grounded. And I'll be there in the background in the chat room.
0: <laughs> He's doing a rock star job in that for sure. Thanks. And I just want to do a shout out, first of all, to everybody out there that's been listening for so long, even our new listeners. Thank you so much. And I want to also throw kudos out to our team. First of all, Janice, for managing all of us. Taylor, who is our online tech person and overall rock star. Renee does our social media and you know, it's it's expanding. Our social media is expanding us into new arenas. And then Ken and Katie, who are in our podcast production end. So it takes a team to get this done. And I just want to thank them and thank you for listening. And you can find more information and our podcast show notes at urbanfarm.org.